Welcome to episode 27. Um, we have another special guest this week. This is our third special guest. You guys aren't quite as cool as Tom Coyne. He's a little bit more famous. He he wrote books, like best-selling books. So uh, when you guys get up there, that'd be cool. We'll start advertising this again. That's fair. You're close, but not quite there. We are joined by David and Brian from the Barrel Brothers Podcast. Um, Barrel Brothers Podcast on Instagram. Their podcast is on Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You guys are also working on a website, right? Yeah, it's um, in the works, They're early stages. So tell us about the Barrel Brothers, I guess. We, um, Brian and I, of course, have been drinking whiskey for a while, but recently decided to get our feet wet, um, kind of going down a journey with trying different whiskeys. And it's not just about bourbon, it's about whiskey in general, scotch, Irish whiskey, um, rye, but Brian's more of an experienced guy than I am. So we wanted to just start a podcast, not only to talk about whiskey, but um, kind of have the listeners learn as I learn. I'm kind of a novice. I don't know a whole lot about it other than I, I like a lot of it. I don't know. Uh, I listen to you guys and I learn from what you guys tell me. But other than that, I didn't really know a whole lot about it. Oh, good. Before, That's the goal then. About the last year. So whatever you're doing is working. What you drinking tonight? I see you have a little mixture. I have. This is larceny. I had, nice. um, Katie won't let me drink the, the good stuff that she got for, uh, for Christmas only on special occasions. So I go and I buy, um, 25, $30 bottles to, to sip on occasionally. So I like larceny. That one, uh, whiskey of the year, 2020. Larceny did or the other one? Larceny barrel proof. This, I don't think this is barrel proof. This is the, the cheaper version, but I went the other day looking, I did have, um, Cooper's the other day, which I really liked. Mm, okay. I'd never had that before. Wes, we got a draft, and you're just naming all of the. Yeah, possible. I probably shouldn't have done that. I'm on my, I'm on my second glass. Might get a little wild here. Uh, Dropping names. Um, you guys had something a little bit you want to talk about before we do that. Last week we had uh, we had the barbecue king of Pittsburgh, Casey Saunders, on to uh, to talk about do a do a barbecue draft, and he picked draft. Um, a couple golfers for last week's tournament. He picked who, – who did we say? John Rahm and Roy McIlroy. Y'all can, you can pick the same golfers this week. I don't care who you pick. They finished – I wrote it down earlier. Do you remember, Brady? 32nd. Roy finished sixth. Six. Yeah. Um, so, what we're doing is every time we have somebody on, we're letting them pick golfers to finish uh, – well, highest finish, basically, and we're keeping track, kind of like they do in college game day. So, you guys have a chance to jump into to first place. You just got to have a combined score lower than 38 right now. So, <laughs> since there's two of you, each of you gets a pick this week, and we'll see how you do. I don't know how much either of you follow golf. Um, we follow golf a lot, and every time we pick somebody, they suck. So, <laughs> I follow golf 0%. 
So this should be interesting. Oh, my, uh, we pick somebody to finish in the top 10 every week. And for the last seven weeks, I'm one for seven. Brian, you want to go first? Um, I like the Norwegian. I like Victor Hovland a lot. He's, he'll probably be in the top three. That's, that's who I'll offer for the Bay Hill Invitational or the Arnold Palmer. That's who I wanted to pick today, and I didn't, and I should have. And we said earlier, you guys missed it earlier when we were talking, but Victor Hovland in his last seven starts has finished inside the top ten in six of those. Good pick. Strong kid. Well, I'm, I'm currently looking at all of their headshots right now. Please, wait, hang on, David. Please tell them how you're assessing the golfers. I'm looking at their, their headshots and thinking whether I could beat them up. I'm looking at I'm, – I think I'm going to go with Maverick McNeely. He's the most milk toast looking kid on the, I guess, plan this weekend. So, I'm going with him. Maverick McNeely finished second two weeks ago at Pebble Beach. That's right. Go math. I think if you got a random guy off the street and you told him that you're looking at Maverick McNeely, he would tell you you're on the wrong website. <laughs> it sounds a little inappropriate. <laughs> what a name, though. Hall of Fame golf name. Yeah. I wanted to pick Patrick Cantlay, but he's not playing this weekend. Is that right? Uh, I don't, Most punchable I don't face in golf, even though he seems like a nice guy. I don't know. I think Patrick Reed has the most punchable face in the whole of golf. He's just the most punchable person in general. <laughs> yeah. Cocksucker. I can't stand Patrick Reed. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll check the box for explicit content. Who, who complains about free third baseline Red Sox tickets? Who does that? Patrick Reed and his lovely wife. Thanks for putting us in danger. Oh, my God. Go eat a bag or something. Yeah, yeah he's just pissed Justin Thomas got – Right behind the Red Sox <laughs> dugout. That's all it was. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> they were complaining about that, though. So, you guys, David, I know you all were going to come up with uh, something a little bit golf and whiskey related to talk about. So, I'll let you uh, introduce whatever whatever it is you're going to talk about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Irish whiskey and scotch. I mean, not very, yes, not really. So I'm, I'm getting more into scotch very slowly, but Irish whiskey is a little more approachable to me. It's sweeter. It's not, doesn't taste like a bandaid. Um, and I found an interesting article on golf digest about pairing Irish whiskeys with Irish golf courses. I know nothing about golf, so it was interesting to read, but I guess some of the most or the more notable ones uh, by talking to Wes, the Royal County Down Golf Club. Does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, which is a, um, a product of Bushmill uh, that, that I guess pairs the most with that golf course. And I think it's because it's, seen as more on the higher end would you guys agree with the golf course being on the higher end yeah so actually there is a i read it in um in one of the tom coin books actually i think i think uh the the scotland book there is something about the name if you have royal in the name if you're granted the royal status as a golf course it has to do with um golf clubs that have granted permission to bear the name Royal 
Uh, da, 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 da. To receive the honor of royal, the golf club would normally invite a member of the royal family to be a patron or honorary member. So there aren't many golf clubs that have royal in their name. And it is directly tied to royal families. So, yeah, there you go. Makes a lot of sense. Hmm. So is that the royal family being from – because they're, they're part of the U.K., right? Uh, yeah, but I think, I think in, like the Ireland golf clubs, I guess, have invited them over there. I don't, I don't know what the relationship is now between Ireland and the UK. I think it's a little bit more repaired than it used to be. So I think they're good to go. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's what the, the Royal, I don't know how many Royal golf courses there are, but there aren't that many. The second um, golf course that I guess the more, one of the more notable ones, Royal Port Rush golf club. Now are, the, are those, these two golf courses, are they on the PGA tour? Yeah, Royal Portrush hosted a tournament um, a couple years ago. I think, where did we say that the Open Championship was in Ireland? Royal County down, I think, two years ago. Um, but, yeah, Royal Portrush. Um, and what was the first one you said? The Royal County down? Yeah, Royal mm-hmm. County down. I I'm, I'm feel pretty certain both of them have hosted PGA tournaments. Well, that course well, is Bert- – um, Paired with Bushmills Red Bush, um, <laughs> Red Bush Irish whiskey. I guess they they get it honestly down there, right? I've had neither of those. I think I've only had Jameson, and I don't think I liked it very much. But I don't remember when it was that I had it. I don't remember a single time when I've had Jameson. I don't think that's why I don't remember. I think I just had it a long time ago. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Brady. I was going to say the only time I ever drink it's in a car bomb, but that, that might be frowned upon by the Barrel Brothers. But uh. No. <laughs> I do know also, according to Tom Coyne, do not order an Irish car bomb if you're in Ireland. That is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'd say I'm more of a – I'd like to take shots of Irish whiskey, whether it's Jameson or Tellamore do, just depending on where I am. Just kind of like a camaraderie thing. Um, but – Royal Port Rush was the last venue to host the Open Championship, where Shane Lowry won West, and he grew up playing golf there. So that's why it's kind of been popular the past couple of years. And all of so, those courses, County Down and Port Rush, if they host, they kind of rotate the Irish Open, which is like the Masters of Ireland, basically. Mm-hmm. So they're all very, very popular. The last. Uh the last golf course that I saw and it wasn't on the, the pairing with Irish whiskey article, but it's the, the mockery hotel in uh, in golf links in Scotland. I guess that's a pretty famous one too. They that's on the Island of Isla, which, you know, Scotland's like a bunch of little islands, but um, Isla is known for really peaty scotch. And it has a bunch of big name distilleries over there, Bowmore, Lagwellen, Brooklady. Um, Brian and I, when we did an episode on Scotch, one of the ones we did, I don't remember which one it was, we talked about a guy named Jim McEwen. He's like the like the top dog when it comes to Scotch. So to the listeners out there of First Eaters Podcast, if you guys are going to Scotland to play golf, make sure you stop by Bowmore, Lagwellen, Brooklady. They're good stuff. I watched the uh, – there's a Scotch documentary on something, and it talks about um, 
What'd you say, Isla? Yeah. I think it sort of focuses on that basically and talks about scotch making there. There were like five really main scotch distilleries um, there originally and just it kind of breaks everything down, but it was really good. And I don't remember what it was called, but it was specifically about S- Scotland. Brian, what's that? Is it called a golden dream? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. There's a couple of them that I've seen. Like I said, I'm, I'm relatively new to scotch and I'm not a super fan right now, but. Uh, listen, I, I listened to y'all's, I, I listened to the one where you did talk about scotch and Brian, you do, you're in, you're a scotch guy. For the most part, that's how I got my start. I um, somebody gave me a bottle of Johnny Walker Red, and mm. it was uh, that's what I drank when I had COVID and couldn't taste anything. Well, compliments to COVID for uh, <laughs> killing that sense of taste for that bottle. I'm a huge Johnny Walker fan, but uh, black, double black, and red does well in a mixed drink. Um, yeah. Anything, anything, anything green or above is fine at room temperature, neat or with. Uh, with a splash of water. Well, we'll let you guys talk about your your favorite scotch here in a little bit. Anything else y'all wanted to throw in here before we before we move on to our draft? I just have one final thing, um, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, since you obviously you guys are big golf guys. Um, why eighteen holes? What's the there's eighteen shots in a fifth of whiskey right that's right yeah is that is that real or is that just a coincidence uh, i don't i don't know if it's real i haven't tested it out i think that might be something i do this summer but um apparently scott you know scottish people claim that there's 18 shots in a standard bottle of scotch and it that's why they did 18 holes william is our resident golf historian so no surprise that he knew that yeah i <laughs> Yeah, David, I don't know if that's a hundred percent true. It might just be like a folklore thing. That's yeah, yeah, that's kind of I've, yeah, no, I've I've heard that multiple times. So yeah. Definitely have to try that out. I think maybe as a foursome we can make that work. I don't think I'm gonna do that by myself. <laughs> uh Br- Brady, maybe with some Uncle Rumpy though, right? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think <laughs> I think this is a good idea, guys. We have a little uh, event together, you know, we play, play a little golf, drink a little whiskey. I think I think we got something going here. We should test it out, yeah. Man. We need to do that somewhere near Richmond, though, because uh, the golf courses there are probably a little better. Hey, David and Brian, go uh, tomorrow. Take a little ride over to Kinlock. Just talk them into uh, letting letting us uh, hold an event there, and we'll be good to go. Might have to put down – hundred grand real quick and have a couple letters from a few members just to even sniff that. Where, where is that one in, in the greater Richmond area? It's a little bit West of Richmond. Uh, it's uh West of 288. It's, so it's, what is it? Mannequin. Um, Sabbath. Yeah. Mag- Mannequin Sabbath. That, that's where it is, David. So it's, I think it's technically in Goochland, but it's, 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 you know, it's 25 minutes from downtown. Everything I've heard, the the conditions are just as good as Augusta, but the people that run the course and own the course don't really care to host any tournaments. They just want it for themselves. So, it's it's a top 100 course. Uh, you have a lot of national members, so a lot of people don't live in Richmond, but uh, top ranked course in Virginia. Yeah, Justin Verlander's a member there. I think Andy Roddick's a member there. 
a lot of big corporate 500 CEOs, um, a lot of guys from the DC and Charlotte areas are members there. It's kind of quick day drive. So yeah. Justin Verlander. That'd be cool to see him. He's got a house right there close to it, right off, uh, right on the river somewhere. Justin Verlander does. Yeah. He's, he's from, from, uh, from Goochland. He's from, he's from Goochland. No idea. Verlander wouldn't be the one out of that relationship I'd be excited to see there. Well, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> he probably golfed too. As much as I love him in his jeans, yeah. I've seen too much of Justin Verlander on the internet. Well, um, I haven't seen enough of Kate Upton. Yeah. What well, else you got? A, Anything else? Segue. I was segue to Kate Upton. I like it. Well, segue to professional athletes, wives, and significant others. I listened to your podcast, so I know that you guys like um, Brooks Kepka's girlfriend, Gina Sims. <laughs> I concur. Um, other notable ones, Paulina Gretzky, Amanda Duffner, and Gabby Granado. Those are my, those are my picks for you guys. I don't know Gabby Amanda, Granado. Amanda Duffner, I'm not sure they're together anymore. Yeah, she dumped him. Jumped. Nope, Jason. Well, a lot of rumors flying around there. <laughs> Who is uh, who's Gabby Granado married to? Gary Woodland. Uh, I like Gary Woodland. Are we not going to mention Colin Morikawa's girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I know Tyler Spotlight again. Week. Yeah. All right. Anything else before the draft? Brian, you got anything? Nope. All right, so we were struggling with what to come up with for the draft this week, and Brady gave us a good idea. We uh, we like to tie a lot of our stuff into music. Um, I went on a bit of a rant uh, a while ago about um, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and how we can listen to them, but we can't read Dr. Seuss, and that was our music contribution last time. Um, but... Brady um, Brady had the idea that there's an Eric Church song called Record Year. It mentions bourbon, scotch, beer, and a record year. It comes from uh, George Thurgood, his, uh, his one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. George Thurgood and the Destroyers. Um, so we're drafting this week. We're going to draft. We Actually, last week we started drafting by category. So we did our barbecue draft, and we drafted – a meat and a side and a drink and, and so forth. So this week we're drafting one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, and one record year. And we're leaving that up for interpretation. So however you want to take any of those things, you make your pick. You need uh, we need, we need at least how many of us can veto a pick. You got to have two to veto. Oh, is that a new thing you guys started vetoing? We I, haven't I had a veto it, yet. So yeah, yeah we've never done it. Hmm. So there's uh we're gonna we're gonna let the Barrel Brothers pick together. So we keep this as a um, Barrel Brothers versus the first T jitters here. We're gonna see who who wins. And since you guys are a special guest, you don't have to go in any kind of order between bourbon, scotch, beer, and regular duty. You can pick whatever you want. It is a snake draft, so it'll snake snake back around. Um, but you guys are going to get the first pick and you can discuss amongst yourselves. I don't know if you've already talked about what you want out of this. I think, uh, I know Brady's got some weird ideas cooking over there. So 
the the floor is yours. You are on the clock. Brian, why don't you go ahead with the first uh, the first bourbon? Uh, you've got the notes. Go for it. We talked about this before, so go go for it. So, Brian and I, being the host of a whiskey podcast, there's you got to pick your bourbon first, or you yeah 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 you got to pick bourbon first. But there's so many to choose from. Um, we went back and forth between fan favorites, our favorites. So I think we got to stick with our gut and go with our favorites. Um, the first pick we're going to go with Eagle rare 10 year bourbon. That is my personal favorite bourbon. It's a big, big, um, it's, it's high on Brian's list. That's my, my personal favorite. I have not had a 10 year. I really, really like Eagle rare and it was on my list to pick but I figured listening to y'all's, I knew you were big on the, on the 10 year. So I figured you were going to take Eagle rare at some point if nobody else did, but it hard to find in Lexington. Um, That's it's hard to find in Virginia period, but it is very, very good. And the Eagle name ties in well with golf. So that was a savvy, savvy pick. Not sure if it was on purpose or not, but. If, uh, if anybody more. ever finds me a, a double Eagle, very rare and wants to pay for it. <laughs> I'm willing to taste it for you. And yeah, just fork over two grand. That's all. Who, uh, I don't remember what the voting was for last week and who won. I think Tyler won and he's not here, so he's missing out on that. So, uh, I don't know who gets to go next. I'll go if you let me. Go for go. it. Ready to go. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm ready for it. I've been sitting on this all week. I thought I had the slam dunk LeBron James first round pick. And I said, you know what? Somebody else might take it. So let me do a little research. And I, I have saw- well, before, before you do this, I just, I have an idea in my head of what you might pick and I want to see if you do. So I just want to point out that I, I might, I might have a clue. So I did a little research and I somehow stumbled upon, Oh my God, I, not only do I get LeBron James with my first pick, but he has a twin brother and I get to take them both. So the first thing I was going to take, I thought the Tiger Slam was going to be the, the record year. Like that was going to be my pick. That oh, happened okay. in 2000, 2001. So I, I, was, I was doing some research today and I kind of tied them together. I said, holy cow, 2001 is a Tiger Slam is not the only thing that happened. Uh, There's also the Seattle Mariners won 116 games. And Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs. So I'm going to take as my record year 2001. Nice. Not what I thought you were going to go with. I would also like to go ahead and point out before we get any further (laughs) that something really, really terrible happened in 2001. (laughs) That's all I could think about when Brady's spitting up these these facts. I was like, yeah. 2001 sports. I wanted to specifically be that. Because I mean, a record a record doesn't necessarily mean good. Yeah, that's true. But then you get Bush throwing out the first pitch, which was in sports. So you get the cool moment out of that. I'm assuming that happened in 2001. Yeah. Yeah, he threw it right down the middle too. So Tiger, the Tiger Slam, the Mariners, uh, Barry Bonds, and the worst act of terrorism in United States history for your, for your record year. <laughs> Also, the, uh, the it was the Diamondbacks World Series. I feel like that's like a very memorable World Series. Like I can remember 
watching for baseball. But. Yeah, game-winning hit, game seven. I'm glad I'm not the one that, that uh, brought up the, the dark, sad feelings today. Thank you for that. We'll let, the, we'll let the listeners decide who wins this draft. Don't try to drag down my great pick. You know that that's a, that's a hell of a bundle right there. William, you get the next pick if you want it. If you don't, I'll pick. I'll take it. Um, I mean, I'm just going to pick the only scotch I've really had. Uh, I mean, I've had other scotches before, but the one I've only really enjoyed. And I'm not even going to pick a certain type. Uh, was it McAllen Scotch? M-A-C-A-L-L-A-N. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, I've had it a few times, and it, it's great. So this isn't going to be my strongest draft, but that's going to go with my pick. That's going to be my pick. I don't know anything about Scotch, so Brian, give us your McAllen's review. Anything from the McAllen line is pretty much a home run. So that's – I'd agree with that. That's a good pick. You got deep pockets. Is that the number? Not necessarily. Is that the number one Scotch pick? Is that the LeBron James of Scotch? No. Uh, I'm a Johnny Walker fanboy, so I'd probably say no. (laughs) But McAllen's up there for sure. All right, so I get I get two picks in a row here, and I'm a little bit torn because I wanna I wanna make sure I get a year in that I want. I'm gonna go. I'm going to get a little bit vague. I'm not going to pick – I'm going to take a beer with my first pick, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take a specific beer. I'm going to take the time of day when I want to drink a beer. And I want – after I've worked outside all day long and it's been hot and I've been pulling weeds and cutting trees down and – doing all kinds of manly things and doing whatever else my wife told me to do outside. I, I just want an ice cold beer and I want a, a, an after a long hard work day beer. That's what I'm going to call it. That's a solid choice. I never, I never thought about picking a time of day for a beer. I didn't until like 30 minutes ago. And I sort of started thinking about it. That's what I wanted to go with. Did I inspire you to think outside the box? You, yeah, you did. And and more than more than one uh, category here. I have a couple other ones that I'm excited to share, and I think they're going to last. I'm going to go ahead and take my uh, my bourbon next, and I'm going to go with my favorite bourbon of the ones that I've had. At least I don't. Uh, I haven't had a whole lot. I've had some good ones. I've had some expensive ones, but my favorite, if I go into a store and you give me some money and say, just buy one to drink at your pleasure, I, I like Woodford Reserve. It's my favorite. Buy, buy a lot for some reason, and I don't know why, but that's what I'm taking. Any, uh, I need a review from, from the Barrel Brothers on Woodford. Solid pick. I mean, it's... It's, a, it's one of those, um, we, Brian and I call a daily drinker, something that's pretty pretty reasonable on the price, great flavor, and, and you can find it. So it's, it's a solid pick. And it's the uh, official drink of the Kentucky Derby, or the official, the official bourbon of the Kentucky Derby. 
I think the drink is the mint julep, right? Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Never had a mint julep. Delicious. Uh, being the uh, the whiskey aficionados as you are, and I know you've talked about having taste. I agree with both of you that the first time you taste whiskey should be just neat. I think that's the way to taste it. I think after that, whatever you want to do with it is fine. But what is your if you if you have to make a, a mixed drink of choice using whiskey? What are you making, Brian? You go first. Old fashioned all day. It's my favorite. Yep. Yeah, I th- I think I'd have to go with that too. I don't. I'm not really a big mixed drinks guy. So an old fashioned, I think, is good every now and then. I'd never had one until you made them, David. Uh, I don't think the one that I made was any good. <laughs> well, that's what got me going. Congratulations. It's a great cocktail. I guess it's me. It is you. Uh, so I'm going record year here and this wasn't too long ago it was just simpler more positive times as well i'm going uh 2016 sports were great uh it was the year of the olympics the chicago cubs won the world series it's probably one of the best nba finals you ever see with the golden state warriors and the cleveland cavaliers that historic comeback by the Cavs. Uh, Wes is kind of bad taste in both of our mouths being ACC basketball fans, but that was the year Villanova beat North Carolina on the buzzer beater. I'm editing that that part out of this thing. Yeah. um, (laughs) Not good disgust. And uh, Dustin Johnson won the U.S. Open that year at Oakmont. So strong, strong year. Uh, A lot of uh, bangers came out that year as well. So, uh, summer summer playlist 2016 was pretty strong. So I'm gonna go give with some songs. Give me some songs from 2016. Uh, that was during the Fetty Wap time. So <laughs> Fetty Wap was pretty popular. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I like all types of music, but that was uh, 2016 was was uh, good for for the rap radio hits i couldn't name a fetty wop song if you had a gun to my head well trap queen came out in 2015 but that just kind of opened the floodgates for (laughs) Fetty you're you're missing another good sports one 2016 was when the cubs won he said i said that that. yeah he mentioned it i was more joking about the rap hits i just thought that was something funny to 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 add to it but good, good year a lot of, yeah. lot of positive vibes your musical taste is a little more broad than mine is yeah. Brady so, on to you follow up your uh, your uh, whatever you picked last time <laughs> you're really jealous of my pick of all those great things uh, it's, I hope the listeners can hear it in your voice uh, I'm going to take a beer next, and I'm like you, Wes. I was thinking outside the box. I didn't want to just take just a, a specific type of beer. The beer that I wanted to take is the first beer that you get on a golf course from the cart girl. I think this is a, a great beer. You know, you get away from from the, the first hole, and you, you grab that beer from the cart girl and crack it open. Just a great feeling. You just not a care in the world. You're out on the golf course. 
It's hard to describe the level of excitement you get when you see the cart girl coming. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's just like, you, you almost want to like impress her with your pick. Like, you know, what do, what do I get? Like, I, I don't, even if you're, you brought white claws in your bag, like, do I want to get a white claw? I don't know. Like, maybe I get a nice IPA. Will that impress her? I'm not even I mean, worried about impressing the cart girl. I just, it's just something about a beer from a cart girl tastes different than a beer that you brought yourself. See, I think you got to go liquor from the cart girl. You're gonna lick the I think, cart girl? <laughs> no, Wes. No, just gotta you know order a you know a nice mixed drink, or maybe just get a little bottle of you know some Tennessee whiskey, some Jack Daniels, or some Kentucky bourbon, some Jim Beam, or some uh, Maker's Mart. Just kind of. It really depends on the weather, I'd say. This time of year is more of the whiskey, bourbon, uh, you know, time frame to, to, to order that from the cart girl. So, yeah. Cart girl beer, great pick, Brady. Barrel Brothers, on to you guys. You get uh, two picks here, two picks in a row. Definitely going to go with a record year, this pick. Um, so Brian and I went a little bit different, I guess the, we went more of a, a specific record for that year. I would hate to, I would hate to, for our first veto to be used on a special guest. No, it's, trust me, this one will not be, um, 2013 Joey Chestnut has the, a, a broker record and that's, I guess, more or less near and dear to all of our hearts. The hot dog eating contest, he ate 78 hot dogs in 10 minutes, has not been broken yet. I like that pick. I, it's a, a little bit of an obscure record, but everybody here loves hot dogs. That's right. Yeah, David and Brian, I, hot dogs are one of my favorite foods. <laughs> and Joey Chestnut is probably one of the – yeah, he's a specimen, like for a better term. But what what that man can put down is terrifying and awesome, and I think that's a great take. William has a really good hot dog story from Virginia Beach National. After after he bought a few beers from the cart girl, he uh, got a hot dog in between rounds and had a nice little experience with the hot dog. <laughs> yeah, the, the crow stole my hot dog. What a shame. All right, so you took uh, Eagle Rare 10 years, your bourbon. You got 2013 as your record year with Joey Chestnut's record-breaking hot dog eating contest. What else do you got? Brian, you want to take this one? All right. Um, I think I'm going to go with beer next. So I, I picked a specific beer that's – I guess near and dear to my my heart. Um, I was a busboy in high school, and after I get off my shift on a weekend night, I would get one of the degenerative women that I worked with at Southern End to buy me Rolling Rock, thirty racks. So we're going with Rolling Rock. Gross. 
I'm very rolling rock is disgusting. First of all, <laughs> just curiosity. Brian, what would have been your beer pick if you had to pick a beer? Not Rolling Rock, I feel pretty certain. No, for me, well, the list I had to whittle down from was the Silver Bullet, of course. Uh, Bud Heavy, Devil's Backbone, Vienna Lager, and uh, something local here, Hardywood makes. It's called the Richmond Lager. Those were my choices that I submitted. I like Hardywood. Hardywood is good. Yeah, they make some good stuff. I haven't had Rolling Rock in a very long time. Does it have a similar taste to Heineken, or am I just? Yeah, Yeah. a little similar. And I I did not pick it for the taste. Well, that's what I was going to say. I appreciate the the story behind it. And at that that point, I was really at the mercy of whatever they came out of the store with. Free beer is good beer. That's right. Brady, on to you. All right. Um, I'm, I'm nervous about this one that I'm going to get booed for it. But I've always, I've always heard this is kind of like the Great White Buffalo, so I feel like that's what I have to pick. Uh, and it might, I might be falling into a trap here. But everybody talks about it. The Pappy, Pappy Van Winkle. Can I pick that? Yeah, you can pick it. <laughs> I'm going with Pappy Van Winkle. I've never had it. I only know one person who has had it. And I think that's kind of cool. Like, I mean, there's plenty of bourbon that I've never had, but I just, I think that's cool. Like how, how rare it is. And like, it, it's almost like a legend. Like I'm picking an urban legend of, have you had Pabby Van Winkle? I actually, I saw a bottle. I touched a bottle, picked it up and I was too scared to ask if I could try it. <laughs> that book just came out. What's his, uh, author's name wright thompson yeah uh he writes for espn too uh but it's about the uh the van winkle family Wes, the guy who is in charge of the whole operation is a randolph macon graduate what yeah i'm gonna have to use that connection then um anything else while i was there so i might as well use it for something good yeah so uh no my dad told me that uh, I remember my dad, or, no, my brother-in-law got a bottle of it like in 2012, and I just had like a little bit. Um, a lot of good Randolph-Macon connections that we need to make. Michael Breed <laughs> went to Randolph-Macon. Need to get in touch with him. And if I had known that the Pappy Van Winkle guy was a Randolph-Macon graduate, I would have gotten drunk one night and shot off an email to him. Well. Try to use that. But also, I've got a story about Pappy Van Winkle. I was at this, like, pool party, like, four years ago. And this, like, kind of, like, white trash-looking kid shows up with a two-liter of ginger ale and a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. And he's, like, about to mix them together in, like, a container. <laughs> and me and this other kid, like, went over and were, like, the other kid was, like, dude, I will buy that from you for however much. And he's, like, uh yeah dude i'll just go to the liquor store across the street you know and buy jim beam whatever and eventually he was like i can't do that it's like dude you need to like hold on to this like did you get this as a gift he's like yeah like i got it for christmas from a relative it's like okay you're an idiot uh (laughs) you don't deserve this bottle of bourbon 
So the Sandlot, but with Pappy Van Winkle instead of the the Beaver. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I've uh, yeah, I I saw a bottle. I picked it up and I held it in my hand and I chickened out and didn't ask the guy if I could taste it. To give you a better idea, this kid had a pretty dirty chin strap beard. He looked like a uh, Keith from Toledo. (laughs) Keep that theme going. (laughs) Have either of of the Barrel Brothers had Pappies? Nope, not yet. Saw it on a shelf in a liquor store in D.C., and that's the closest I've ever been. How much was it there? I didn't even ask the guy. And that's what, as much as I would like to taste it, I don't think I would be able to pay what they want for it. I don't just think the, I could make myself do it. Just a reference point. I asked in, in like DC, you know, is out of Virginia. So they have different liquor laws, but um, I asked him how much the bottle of Blanton's gold label. And he told me that was a thousand. So you can just, that, well, they're Virginia ABC is doing a lottery right now that has Blanton's gold, and it's what two something, two hundred thirty bucks. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've heard you guys talk about how Virginia ABC screws everybody. So I, I would pay, I would pay a couple hundred bucks for a bottle of Pappies. I don't think I could, I would not pay a thousand dollars. Well, that's that's the one good thing about Virginia. If there is a silver lining, it's that um, the prices are relatively low. You know, if you get any of these other states where they don't have as strict laws as Virginia does, you know, secondary markets outrageous. William, on to you. You've picked a scotch and you've picked a year. You need a you need a beer or a bourbon. Uh, I'm going to go bourbon. This is just bourbon you can make in an old fashioned drink at need or on the rocks or if you want to go like that white trash kid at the pool party, mix it with some ginger ale. Uh, I'm just going to go bullet bourbon. I like bullet too. Bullets on, if I, the three, the three bourbons that I would pick just my three, well, three or four just to drink every day drinking bourbon would be Woodford and bullet would probably be second. There's two other ones. I don't want to steal them. Everybody's picked one. Uh, I really like Maker's Mark and Knob Creek too. So those those four I like is just everyday drinking bourbons. Barrel Brothers review on the bullet. Again, another daily drinker. That's a good pick. I have two picks, and they're my two favorite picks, and I figured they were going to make it this far, so I just left them. I'm going completely, completely off the table. You steal one of my picks, I'm gonna be so mad. What do you, what do you have left? You have scotch left. This I'm going completely off the reservation with scotch here. <laughs> if you drink this, you're in trouble. I'm going with one of the best inventions of all time. Scotch tape. <laughs> I had it on my list. <laughs> Is that what you were gonna pick? No, but I did have it on my list. I I'm happy to drink scotch. I haven't found anything that I particularly like. I know uh, the Barrel Brothers did an episode and talked about Monkey Shoulder. Haven't had it yet. Johnny Walker Red was disgusting. So I went with scotch tape. 
use it all the time. One of the best inventions ever. Uh, scotch tape is my pick for scotch. I was worried that might get vetoed. I'm glad it's not. If you're not vetoing at this point, you can't do it. I'm making that rule. Um, my record year, I don't think anything bad happened in this year. Just throw that out there from the beginning. Some of the good things that did happen in this year, uh, stuffed crust pizza was invented at Pizza Hut. Um, Friends, the TV show, started in this year. Toy Story put Pixar on the map in this year. The PlayStation, the Sony PlayStation was invented. And uh, Windows 95, which changed the internet forever, was invented. 1995 is my record year. No terrorist attacks. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess we're going to make it personal. I, I don't want to veto, but what, what that you just named is considered a record. <laughs> it's the record for the best year ever. Fair enough. <laughs> I appreciate your argument, though. Wes, was that the year you were in kindergarten? Two. No, I was a genius and started kindergarten early in 1993, actually. Maybe 94. I don't remember. It's a long time ago. I think I was in second grade in 1995. I was a smart child. I almost went with the year I was born. A lot, a lot of good stuff happened that year, too, but uh, I went with 1995. Back to you, William. You need a you need a beer. Uh, so this is a golf podcast at the end of the day, and this beer really goes with golf, especially in Europe, um, especially the UK. But I'm gonna go Guinness or a stout. I'm a big fan of a stout beer. That's what I'm gonna go with. I'm not a huge fan of stouts, but I, I will agree with you that it's big uh, overseas, especially in the the big golf countries, UK, Ireland, Scotland, stouts are a big deal. So I think that's a good pick. Brady, you need a scotch. Can't take scotch tape. Wes, I had scotch tape on my list because I was, I was kind of like you that I don't really – I'm not really a scotch guy. The Barrel Brothers definitely hate us now that we're, uh, <laughs> we're given these answers. But I had to pick the only thing that has any relevance in my life related to scotch, other than a couple of things I'll mention in honorable mention. But I'm going to take Will Ferrell and Anchorman saying scotchy scotch scotch. <laughs> you guys are getting creative. I feel a little shorthanded, but yeah, it's creative. I like that. The... I would not have gotten creative if I had a scotch that I just really liked, but I just haven't found one yet. So I had to do something a little bit different and I'm glad to hear somebody else felt the same way, but you guys are the experts and we sort of trust your judgment on scotches. So if you, uh, other than, other than the ones that you've already recommended the the Johnny walkers and the monkey shoulders. And I, I'd, Scotland's a cool country. I want to try the Macallans and the Glenfiddich and if that's how you say it and how, all those other ones. 
want to try them. Not, not everything can be as bad as Johnny Walker Red. So give me the number one scotch. Brian, that's all you, man. The number one. I mean, it's kind of subjective. Uh, it depends on what part of Scotland. This is your your number one scotch for for your scotch pick. Oh Jesus! Um, pretty recently, um, I jumped into the Dalmore realm. So, for price and availability, I'd have to submit Dalmore Twelve Year as the as as mine as to suggest to somebody to get their feet wet with scotch. It gets in the fifty to sixty dollar range, um, and it's good on its own, or with a splash of water or some ice. Is it easy to find around here? I think so. Yeah, most Scotch and um, Irish whiskeys hasn't hit the popularity that bourbon has. So, uh, any Virginia ABC store that you go into, you can pretty much find full displays of, uh, of some good mid grade stuff in the thirty to seventy dollar range. Um, if you don't like that hot pepper peat moss, you know, kind of stuff, go with Irish whiskeys. Uh, Teeling's what I'm drinking tonight. That was $30. It's delicious. Um, and then Powers Irish whiskey, uh, the gold label is another one. And that was either 28 or 29 bucks. That's what I'm drinking tonight. So for, for people like me and Brady who haven't found a scotch that we like, Brian, since you're the, the scotch guy and David, chime in if you – whatever you want to say too. What is the biggest difference, not manufacturing and distillery, what's the biggest difference taste-wise that somebody like me is going to be able to tell the difference between scotch and Irish whiskey and American whiskey? David, you want to jump in with the stuff you've recently learned or you want me to go? So the big, the biggest difference between scotch and Irish whiskey is the, the smoky peatiness so Scotland, they have a, a specific procedure they go through to make scotch and they, they, um, they dry their barley by using smoke. Um, Irish whiskey doesn't use that anymore. So Irish whiskey is, it's more approachable. It's sweeter, like within in the flavor profile, scotch, um, I guess nine times out of 10 is, is going to be more smoky, but the biggest difference between the whiskey in Europe versus American is in the mash bill. So it's yeah. the use of, of barley as the main, is the main grain. Overseas barley is the main ingredient or yeah. here, but here it's rye or corn. Depends on what you're drinking. If you're drinking a bourbon, it's gotta be 51% corn. If you're drinking a rye, it's gotta be 51% rye. And then you have like the blends. So. Brian, you got anything to add? Yeah. Um, if you're not a big fan of – so, Wes, I think you were saying that that Johnny Walker Red just didn't fit the bell for you. Um, did you have it neat with ice, water? Was it a mixed drink? Well, you, to be fair, it? I got it for free. There was a work banquet that I went to, and somebody who had gone to the banquet always requests Johnny Walker Red – Nobody else drank it. So this bottle, it had been the same bottle going to the same banquet for the third year now. So after three years, they said, we'll go ahead and give that away. So I took it for free. So I don't know if three years after it had been open makes that much of a difference, but it was not good. Yeah. So if you're in the, the Scott, Scotch regions, um, that realm has got all the peat moss. 
stuff that tastes like wet hay smells like a wet dog and if that's just not something that you're into (laughs) (laughs) i don't know anything about wet asses but i'll take your word for it um yeah just i mean if that was your introduction i mean i'm sorry that that was your introduction there's plenty of other stuff out there that's a lot better um but i'd be interested to hear your thoughts or any of y'all's thoughts on irish whiskeys so if you've got 50 or 60 bucks to to spend grab tealings and and uh powers gold label and tell us what you think powers powers yeah i'm, I'm sure david can down. hook you up with the text i'm writing them yeah. down and i'm gonna try it the one yeah. the tealing is the small batch this irish whiskey and it's also finished in rum casks so you get a little bit of rum at the end of it too so it's a it's definitely on the uh, sweeter side recapping our draft real quick i got woodford reserve bourbon Scotch tape as my scotch. Uh, a long, hard after work day beer, not specific on the beer. And 1995, uh, the year of stuffed crust, friends, Toy Story, PlayStation, and Windows 95. William, you got Bullet Bourbon, McAllen Scotch, uh, any kind of stout beer. In 2016, the year of Fetty Wap as your record year. Brady, uh, Pappy Van Winkle's Bourbon. Um, Scotchy Scotch Scotch from Anchorman is your Scotch. Uh, a cart girl beer on the golf course in 2001 is your record year. I'll let you talk about all the good things that happened in 2001 again. 116 wins for the Seattle Mariners, 73 home runs for Barry Bonds, and the Tiger Slam. Also, and, I came out with What Would You Do? Great song. It is a great song. Um, the Barrel Brothers took Eagle Rare 10 year. Is their bourbon. Um, Dalmore, 12 years, their scotch. Rolling Rock beer and the year 2013. What happened in 2013? Joey Chestnut. 73 hot dogs? 78. Good God, that's a lot of hot dogs. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Fact check 73 hot dogs. Still a lot of hot dogs. Was, what was the year when they counted it wrong? Was that that year or was that a different year? It, I, I think it, it was probably that year, and it didn't matter because he's won for however many years in a row now. Well, it mattered because you could bet the over on it, and I think it, it was it was under. <laughs> Imagine losing your bet because the person couldn't count how many hot dogs somebody shoved down their throat. They just well, like forgot a whole plate, I think. Well, and also like it's kind of hard to. I mean. He puts at least – he puts two in his mouth at a time. Like, he goes through them so quick. Like, you, know, you really have to pay attention. <laughs> All right. What kind, what kind of honorable mentions do we have? Barrel okay, Brothers, I, anything that we left out? Like, it, just in any category? Yeah, anything Anything you wrote down that nobody picked, something that, that deserves mentioning but didn't necessarily make your list? So – a scotch I'm going to mention, well, I don't really know a lot about this, but it's, it seems to be a fan favorite and it seems to be pretty elusive. Uh, Compass Box. Brian, I'm sure you might know a little bit more about that, but it seems to be going for big, big money on the secondary market. And another record year, I think for all the country music fans out there, oh. 1997, Shania Twain's album, Come On Over. <laughs> yeah. Still the most uh most sold 
country album in history with 30 million, I believe. That's a great fact. <laughs> I love some Shania Twain. I used to sing that song to Bradley Goodbar all the time because Bradley <laughs> Goodbar and I shared a bed at Senior Week in Myrtle Beach. And for like three months after that trip, I would text him every night that he's bed, have your boots been under Brad. This year it's William. <laughs> William, got any honorable mentions? Uh, yes. Back to hot dogs um, and another draft. Uh, Scotchman convenience store, Scotchman gas stations. I've never heard of it. It's kind of a chain in the southeast, but uh, yeah. Um, also, uh, kind of go back to some of my first bourbon drinking days. I'm going to go with Jim Beam, aka James Beam, as our friend Taylor Tanon calls it. I think that was the first bourbon I ever drank. So, uh, Wes, you mentioned Maker's Mark, and I was going to, I talked about a little bit of Irish whiskey earlier and like camaraderie, like taking shots with people with Jameson, Telmore, do. There's only two I've really had, but yeah, that's all I have on my list. Brady? I feel like the guy telling you about his favorite songs, and I'm just picking all the top 20 tracks, but I, I had. Uh, Blanton's and Buffalo Trace on my on my bourbon. Uh, you guys, I don't think anybody picked Johnny Walker. It was talked about, but I had that on my list. And then I had butterscotch and hopscotch that I was ready to take. Scotchy <laughs> scotch got taken. Uh, for beer, I had just cold beer, any cold beer. And a beer at a baseball game hits different. Um, and then a couple record years, Miami Dolphins undefeated season and the Warriors record year. Most wins. That was 2016, Brady. Oh, well, I guess I should have scratched it off then. Um, also, Fetty Wap was more of like 2015. Uh, um, just let Fetty go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gu Gucci Mane's uh, first album when he got out of prison was 2016. So, well, Let the record show 2016 has been changed to the Gucci Mane year. Yeah. I had uh, I have a lot left over. Um, bourbon, I had Knob Creek and Maker's Mark, which are just two of my personal favorites. Uh, the High West Yippie Kaye bourbon um, is really good. Uh, Scotch, I also had Johnny Walker. I had the Monkey Shoulder that you guys had talked about on your podcast. I had uh, Glenfiddich. Is that how you say it? Is it Glenfiddich or Glenfiddich? I've heard it said multiple ways. Had that on there for scotch. Don't know a whole lot about scotch. For beer, uh, had my personal favorite, Bush Light. Um, <laughs> had free beer written down. Any kind of free beer is good beer. Drinking a beer in the shower is always a lot of fun. I like that. Um, my favorite beer, though, other than Bush Light, is a Founders All Day IPA. It's a session IPA. I really like that. And I had a new beer today. Just tried it. It's not out in stores yet. I have a little connection that gave me a free beer. It's new from Devil's Backbone. It's just called Backbone is all it's called. Um, it was really good. For my record years, nobody mentioned 1776. Seemed like a pretty good year. Um, the, the year of the United States Independence. Thought about that one. It's the best year. 
1945 was the end of World War II, probably a decent year. Um, another good year that I didn't really – you guys started talking about country music. I had this year written down, didn't make the connection. 1989 was the year that I was born. I spent a really, really good four months in the 80s. Um, the Berlin Wall fell in 1989, and also when I was doing a little bit of research, 1989 – Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, Clint Black, and, and uh, Travis Tritt. It's the country music class in 1989. Doesn't get much better than that. So uh, if I hadn't gone with 1995, I probably would have gone with 1989. I think 1776 is your best bet there. That's a, that would have been really funny. I was surprised that one didn't get taken. Nobody surprised. else did the Tiger Slam. I thought that was like the obvious pick for, for this podcast. I really didn't think about it at all, to be honest with you. I thought – no, Go ahead. Go ahead, Wes. <laughs> no, go ahead. I didn't, I didn't realize – I thought for some reason that it was over two calendar years and that the majors were just kind of broken up, but I didn't realize they were all in the same calendar year. Well, they, they weren't, but, I mean, it's just like a, he, he held – I think if you spit it, 2001 is when he held all of the, the championships at the same time. But it's still, I mean, a year is just – I would have – I'll allow it. He won four majors in 365 days, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, no one got inappropriate with, uh, like, number 69 or 420. Like, you see those memes all over the internet these days. And glad we, we stayed away from that. <laughs> Although summer of 69 probably would have been a pretty good pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good song. What else you guys got? Anybody got anything? How many times am I going to drop my freaking pen? But Brian and I had a couple other bourbons on our list. Um, one, they're, they're both, I guess, on an equal level. Each Taylor small batch mm. was a solid pick, although that's another one that's elusive in Virginia and is extremely hard to find. Um, the second one is, I would say, just as good, Four Roses Single Barrel. And I have had the E.H. Taylor small batch. Actually, Turbo got some. They went to they went on the little bourbon trail um, in Kentucky a while back, and he brought some back, and I got to try some of that. I have not had Four Roses. Four Roses Single Barrel is an excellent product, and you can you can find it most times. Um, it sells out pretty quick, so you got to get in there. But it um, it actually hits the shelves, unlike the E.H. Taylor. How about the other end of the spectrum? Is there anything that people go crazy for that you guys are like, that's eh, not that great? Blanton's. <laughs> I sort of feel the same way. I, I buy it every time. I, well, I, I bought it once when I saw it because it's so hard to find, but I don't like it that much. It's a good pour. It's not worth the hype. You think it's just because they have a sweet-looking bottle? Yeah, and I think the the fact that they have the collect the toppers also plays into it too. They just yeah. people just want to collect the tops; they don't really care about the bourbon. I think the I've never had the gold, but I've heard that the the Blanton's gold is something to be sought after. The Blanton's regular single barrels, you know, nothing to write home about.
that's all I got for David, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Make sure everybody follow Barrel Brothers Podcast on Instagram. Make sure to go check out the Barrel Brothers Podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google. I don't know anybody that listens to podcasts on anything else. So just go to those three and look for the Barrel Brothers Podcast. Be on the lookout for their website that'll have merchandise, reviews, anything else you can think of. Listen to their podcast if you want to learn anything about whiskey, bourbon, everything involving whiskey. Very informative, very entertaining. Guys, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us on. See you guys next week. Tip your cart, girl.